Have you ever heard the expression to foot the bill? Now, what has this got to do with bills and feet? I don't get it. It's a pretty weird idiom, but it's an idiom that you'll hear all the time in the UK. So I suggest we have a chat about what it means and how you can use it. Alright mate, how's it going today? I'm not too bad, thanks for asking. Today I've got a decent little episode lined up for you. We're going to be talking all about the idiom to foot the bill. I'm going to be explaining where it comes from, what it means, give you some examples so you can see how we use it. And by the end of this one, you're going to be able to use this idiom in your own conversations to sound more like a native. But before we get into all that good stuff, if you're new around here, my name is Dan and I'm here to help you stop being an English student and start being an English speaker. I make videos, I make podcasts, I make blogs, I make all sorts of good stuff and it's all designed to help you be a confident communicator. I'm also going to teach you about British English because I'm from the UK and that's what I know and I've been doing this for over eight years so you're in good hands, mate. And if you're not new around here, if you're coming back again, nice one. Nice to see you again. I hope you had a good time since the last episode. I'm sure you did. Anyway, before we get started, I always want to tell you about the cheat sheets that you can get for these podcasts. Every podcast I make, I also make a cheat sheet that you can download for free. And that cheat sheet has all the details that you need to follow along. You know, it's got all the phrases, it's got all the examples, it's got everything you need to make sure you remember this stuff for longer. And it's even got space so you can make your own examples because that's a great way of actually learning new phrases is using them yourself. So make sure you download that now. The link is in the show notes or you can go to dansenseienglish.com forward slash study squad. Put your details in. I'll email it you straight away. And I'll also email you all the future cheat sheets as well, so you're never going to miss a thing. Sounds like a good deal if you ask me. Anyway, last week I went to Kyoto, which is a very famous city here in Japan. Like, everybody knows Tokyo, right? Tokyo is the city that everybody thinks about when they think about Japan. However, Kyoto is like the historical capital of Japan. Like, before Tokyo was the capital, Kyoto was the capital. And it's probably the most famous, like, sightseeing place outside of Tokyo. Because it's very traditional. A lot of shrines, a lot of temples, you know, that kind of historical stuff. So a lot of people like to go there when they're sightseeing. For me, it's about 10 minutes on train, 15 minutes on train. It's pretty close. I live pretty close to there, to be honest. And I often go there just to hang out, go shopping, see some friends. And this weekend, I went there to see one of my friends, Japanese guy. I had him as a guest on the podcast uh, a while ago now, but he's called Toya. Now, he's a Japanese guy. He also makes, you know, videos on YouTube and TikTok and all that good stuff. And we met up. We made some videos. We had a bit of a chat. We had a bit of a walk around. I went with my wife. She came too. But while we were filming, she just kind of wandered off on her own. And she said she got really, really lost. I'm not surprised. My wife has got the worst sense of direction I've ever encountered in another human being. So apparently she were walking 
then she couldn't remember which way she'd come from and then walked in the wrong direction. So, you know, what can you do? <laughs> what can you do? But she found us eventually and then we had a bit of dinner and then we came home. So it was a nice day. Weather were nice. It was sunny, but it weren't too hot, which is always good. But yeah, I was surprised recently. Japan has opened its borders again for tourists. Now, it's been a while since I've seen so many foreign tourists in Japan. Uh, and it's very easy to see which one the tourists are because they're the ones not wearing a mask. Now, everybody's got their own ideas about wearing masks and whatnot. But in Japan, it's quite well known that people generally wear masks anyway. Before the pandemic, it was quite normal to walk around and see people wearing a mask. Since the pandemic, you know, 99% of people are wearing masks, uh, especially indoors. Outdoors, it's changing a little. The government relaxed the rules where you don't have to wear a mask outside anymore. Um, but if you're in a very crowded area, they still recommend you do it. But yeah, you could tell the, the foreign tourists because they're the ones that weren't wearing a mask. So um, I don't know. It was because it's been so long since I've seen people outside not wearing a mask and stuff. It was a bit... Well, what's going on here? Um, so, yeah, I don't really know what to make of it. I still wear my mask when I'm outside because, I don't know, I'm just used to it, I guess. Uh, when I go into a shop, when I'm outside, I wear a mask. And when I'm at home or I'm in a car or something, I don't wear a mask. But, you know, each of their own. I'm not going to tell somebody else they have to wear one because that's their decision. That's up to them. Uh, I can only control what I do and... That's why I decided I'm going to wear my mask. So there you go. But yeah, overall, good weekend. Made some videos. Had a nice chat. Had a bit of dinner. Sounds good. Good times. I hope you had a good weekend. I mean, obviously, I don't know what you did, but I hope you had a good weekend too. Next up, I've got a question from a listener over on Instagram that I'm going to try and talk about today. Uh, this is from reachout.el over on Instagram. And they asked, Dan, what's the difference between hint and tip? Now, these two words seem really, really similar in English. And the meanings are kind of the same. We're giving somebody information to help them do something or help them realize something, right? But the difference between these two words is how direct we are being, right? If... I give somebody a hint. It's really, really indirect. I'm trying to give them the smallest amount of useful information that will allow them to arrive at the conclusion or the answer on their own. I don't want to give them the answer. I just want to guide them in the right direction with the smallest amount of information possible. For example, if my students are struggling to understand a question, I'll give them a hint, like a keyword or the part of a word that's missing, and they can fill in the rest of the conversation, the rest of the question on their own, right? Tip is much, much more direct. Um, we're just basically telling somebody the important information or the answer, or maybe they're just missing something. Maybe they understand part of it, but they're missing one thing, and I give them exactly the information that is missing. That's a tip. Another way we use tip is kind of like a recommendation. Um, for example, one tip I have if you're learning English is to study new words every single day. You know, it's much more direct. I'm not just 
giving you a bit of information to allow you to reach that conclusion on your own. I'm just being very direct, telling you exactly what it is, and that's a tip. So, in America, by the way, tip also means to give somebody money if you stay at a restaurant or something. Uh, you know, you go to a restaurant, you pay the bill, and you also give a tip, right? That's another way for the word tip. But in this case, I think we're talking more about suggestions and tips and that sort of stuff. Uh, which handily leads me on to the main part of this episode, and that's talking about the idiom, which is to foot the bill. Now, this idiom is pretty common uh, in British English. I think it's pretty common in most forms of English, but in the UK you will hear it. And in terms of, like, when you can use it, you can use this almost anywhere. It's not casual. It's suitable for, like, business and stuff like that as well. So it's a really, really useful idiom to know. And when somebody foots the bill, basically it means that they're paying for something. You know, the person that foots the bill pays for something. Or they're like financially responsible for whatever it is we're talking about. You know, maybe it's like a service. They're footing the bill for Netflix, right? It's, you're not getting anything, but they're paying for the Netflix account. They're footing the bill for Netflix. But to be honest, we don't usually use it to talk about a small amount of money. We usually use it when we're talking about a pretty big amount of money that's owed or is required to do something, right? Um, it tends to be used and it's got like, a, got like a nuance that the person who's footing the bill is being generous, right? They're not doing it for their benefit. They're paying for something but not necessarily for them. It maybe is to benefit somebody else. And it can often be used to deal with like a large amount of money for somebody else's benefit, right? Um, for example, let's imagine it's um, your work night out and you guys go out for a meal or something and some drinks. And at the end of the night, the boss foots the bill. The boss pays for everyone's food and everyone's drink. Now, that's not for the boss's benefit, really. Um, well, it could be. I don't know how you want to look at it, but it's not really a benefit for him to pay for everybody else's food and that. So they're being quite generous and they're taking responsibility for a lot of money. They're footing the bill. Um, one of the most common ways you'll hear this is like um, for weddings. You know, the tradition in England is that the father of the bride foots the bill for the whole wedding. Like, they pay for everything, like the ceremony, the dress, and all that stuff. Uh, and that's not really for his benefit. Well, I guess it is, but, you know, um, usually you'd expect the couple to pay for it. But no, the, the father, the bride, foots the bill. They pay for everything. And nowadays, getting married, it's not a cheap thing to do. So, it's a pretty decent-sized chunk of money that we're talking about. Now, it's a bit weird, this one, because, you know, foot. What is foot? got to do with money you know foot is the thing at the bottom of your leg so why suddenly is it related to paying money right bill probably you understand bill is the piece of paper that tells you how much to pay for something you know every month maybe you get a phone bill or maybe you get an electricity bill or a gas bill or whatever right so the paper is the bill I guess in a in a restaurant as well, we'll call it a check or a bill. Can I have the bill, please? Can I have the check, please? 
Um, yeah, so that's a bill. And that's kind of easy to understand how that's related to money. But how on earth has foot got to it? So apparently I looked this up and it's something to do with the fact like a long time ago, maybe like 1500s, um, there was a phrase to foot up, to foot something up, to foot up. And it basically meant to add up all the numbers on a document and come to like the total amount at the bottom. Now, the bottom of the page is called the foot of the page, right? We use foot in English to describe the bottom of things, like the foot of the stairs, the bottom of the stairs, the foot of the mountain, the bottom of the mountain. So the foot of the paper, the foot of the document is at the bottom. And at the bottom, they would foot up, which meant to like add all the numbers together and put the total at the bottom, right? So that's kind of where this one comes from. And yeah, foot the bill started to become popular about 200 years ago, 250 years ago. And it's kind of just become an idiom that means to pay the total amount for something, right? So easy examples for this stuff like... Um, I crashed into a BMW the other day and my insurance is not going to cover it. So I've got to foot the bill for the whole thing. That would be absolutely terrible. Um, but, you know, whatever. At the end of the day, you should be more careful when you're driving, shouldn't you? Uh, another thing you could say is going back to the wedding thing. Um, my brother got married in Disneyland and his wife's dad footed the bill for the whole thing. Now, that's not cheap. I know from experience because that's a true story, you know. <laughs> but yeah, pretty, pretty expensive wedding that. Um, another example, uh, often when people come to visit in Japan, um, I live in Japan. And when people come to visit me, we usually go to a nice restaurant. And I always foot the bill uh, for their food and drinks. Now, my wife sometimes gets mad at me about it. She's like, damn, you don't have to pay for everyone's food all the time. But it's a nice thing to do. I'm trying to be a nice host and I foot the bill for their dinner. So there you go. There's some casual ways that you can use that one. It's quite a common expression when we're talking about money. You're not going to use it every day. But, you know, you'll, you'll use it sometimes and that's enough. Uh, you'll hear it in TV shows and stuff as well. So now you'll recognize it and you'll understand what it means, which means that you now understand more native English than you did at the beginning of this episode. Sounds like a win to me. Anyway, so that basically wraps up this episode in terms of foot the bill and what it means and how you can use it and, and all that good stuff. Um, I'd be interested to hear from you guys. You know, what's the most expensive thing you've ever footed the bill for? Or what's the most expensive thing that somebody you know has footed the bill for? Uh, you know, it'd be interesting to hear from you guys if you want to send me a message on Instagram or Twitter or whatever. Uh, it'll be good. Um, next up, we've got an ex another video later this week on YouTube, which I'll also make a podcast version about British slang that we use every day that you need to know. So if you're interested in British slang, you're going to want to pay attention to that one. And on Friday, we've got another episode of The Chinwag. Uh, and to be honest, I haven't actually decided what topic I'm going to talk about yet. So that's still a mystery at this point. Uh, but be sure to keep your ears peeled 
Uh, make sure you check them out when they come out. I'd appreciate that. I also want to say thank you to everybody that's been listening to this podcast recently. I was looking at the statistics uh, yesterday, maybe day before. And it looks like plenty of new people are finding the podcast. So if you are new here, thank you very much. It really is appreciated that you listen and support the podcast. And I hope you get something good out of it as well. Good stuff all round. As always, I want to let you guys into the study squad. I want to remind you that you can join my study squad. Basically, you go to my website, dansenseienglish.com forward slash study squad. Pop your details in there. I'll send you the free downloadable cheat sheet that goes with this podcast. You'll also get all the future cheat sheets as well. And you'll also get my study hacks guide. It's a free downloadable ebook full of tips and tricks to help you improve your English, even if you're studying on your own. It's all the stuff I had to learn the hard way when I was learning Japanese. I made loads of mistakes. I did it in a terrible way. And I put all that pain and suffering into an ebook that you can use to avoid them mistakes and improve your English quickly. Totally free. Check it out. The link's in the show notes or dansenseienglish.com. I'd also like to ask you, if you enjoyed this episode, give me a rating on whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on. I'd appreciate it. Uh, it's the best way you can help me out and it will uh, help other people find this podcast as well. So I'd proper appreciate it. But basically, that's it for this podcast. I hope you have a good week and a couple of episodes are coming this week. Check them out. But until then, I'll catch you in the next one.